0: Diddy, diddy in three, two, one. How's it going, everybody? This is D from Project Airwaves. I, I am mean, technically, this is a session. How how, how? how am I getting a phone call right when I start recording? Whack. This isn't really an overthinking session, but I'm not really quite sure how to label this because it's really a movie review. That's what it is. I just like reviewing movies and talking about stuff that. I've been watching lately and kind of just, you know, put in my two cents. I've seen other people do it, and I think it's pretty cool because I like hearing other people's opinions, especially I'm one of those people. I will sit back and wait till everybody else has seen a movie and get like an overall, you know, consensus on it before I decide to watch it. And sometimes I may just, I may just say fuck it and watch it anyway, regardless to what other people say. It really just depends on the movie and, you know, if they're able to grab my attention. But I've. Lately been noticing a change in in the movies, uh, remakes, prequels, sequels, all of that uh, with over the past like five, 10 years. And I kind of I I want to I don't want to say gloss over it, but we briefly discuss it uh, in the podcast. And so I, I don't really get a chance to fully elaborate on my feelings and emotions about stuff. Uh, and rightfully so, Lynn likes to keep the episodes short, you know, because if, if I had my way, we would have two, three hour long episodes. But unfortunately, that's not quite how the world works right now. So we got to, you know, keep it, keep it short, keep it simple. And I'm OK with that. So what I like to do is uh, use my sessions if I'm not overthinking it about something particular, which I excuse me, I always am. However, in this particular situation, uh, I'm kind of just want to just be chill and have a nice discussion about a movie. Uh give you like I said more insight as to my feelings uh, cuz you know I don't I don't I don't want to come across as as ignorant or not articulate, not thinking through things. Uh but like I said in the podcast I do feel like we have to kind of speed through certain topics that I don't really get to break down to make sure me personally I feel comfortable enough like okay if somebody were to listen to this they would know at least where I'm coming from to an extent. So that's what that's what this is for. The welcomes. Hi. Welcome back. If you're returning from the last session. If this is your first time. Thank you for showing up. Please like, share, subscribe. Links are in the description. Before we jump off. Uh, please check out all of our social media. Please go ahead and check out our Patreon. We are also supporting. And or. Well yeah. And shouting out. My fiance is to start up her drive Academy. Everything will be in her bio. This is not a scam. <laughs> this is not a scheme. This is legitimate. This is what I've been talking about uh, throughout the course of our podcast is we want to support other black owned businesses and other startup businesses that may be of other nationalities, races, or culture. So this is the first one we actually get a chance to be a part of hundred percent. It's my fiance. She her name is Jennifer. She's starting up to GoFundMe. You'll see the links in the description. Go ahead and read the bio. We love you for your donations. If you cannot donate, please feel free to share the link to anybody else who may be willing to donate. Love you. Let's just jump into it. All right. I want to talk about hocus pocus too. I do. I does. I did. And I'm about to. That didn't need to make sense. It's okay. I'm down. <laughs> I was very excited initially when I heard that they were making hocus pocus too because for a lot of us youngins like i i lin like broke it down because i didn't even know when the movie initially came out i just remember when i saw it but the movie initially came out in i think he said 97 no i think he said 91 yeah it came out in 91 i was born in 88 so it's 89 90 91 i was three years old when that movie came out so obviously i didn't watch it till later on i would say I saw the original Hocus Pocus. I had to have been six or seven. Uh, I, I my mom tried to shelter me from a lot of that stuff, rightfully so, as a parent should. She censored a lot of stuff I watched, um, you know, and of course, we come from a Christian family. So witchcraft isn't really a cool thing, you know, in our household. <laughs> but at the same time, my mom understood, you know, th- it's a movie. It's science fiction. And there was no ill intent behind the movie. So a lot of the stuff that I did watch later on, you know, as I got older, it still was censored. But, you know, as as I learned to distinguish between reality and fiction and, you know, things I shouldn't put in my brain or things that I shouldn't kind of hold on to and memorize and other things I should. So, you know, she kind of just my mom kind of gave me that breathing room. So. I saw Hocus Pocus initially when I was about six or seven. I loved it. I thought it was a great movie. I loved all of the characters. I literally loved every character in that movie. I thought the bullies were whack, but what can you do? It was still a good movie. And so a lot of us that watched it, of course, I watched it repeatedly throughout the years. Every Halloween, of course, the Disney Channel would be doing reruns of all their great Halloween movies, of course, like Halloween Town. Uh, Hocus Pocus, um, some other stuff that obviously didn't really stick. Cause I can't really remember. They would have like Halloween theme shows, which wasn't the best, but their movies, their movies, Disney and, and Nickelodeon, they put out some slappers back in the day, like for Christmas, Halloween, 4th of July, their, uh, anniversary specials, Nickelodeon and Disney were killing the game. Like the whole nineties things were weird, but it was still awesome. But Hocus Pocus was definitely one of those movies that come Halloween, you know, I might watch uh what is it, Sleepy Hollow? Me and my family used to get together on Halloween. Uh we would make we, you know, turn off all the lights. And it would be me, my mom, and my brother, and we'd get under a blanket and we would eat honey buns. We would go to the corner store. I have no idea where it came from. my mom loved honey buns and she turned us on to it. So we would turn off all the lights, and I'm like four or five years old, we're eating honey buns. Watching Sleepy Hollow and, you know, just little scary movies, not super duper scary, but scary movies. You know, it's cool. So Hocus Pocus kind of gave me that nostalgia feel from back in the day. Like, oh, yeah. okay, this is one of those movies. It's not super duper scary, but it's fun to immerse yourself in that little world that they've built. So when I, you know, delving myself into that whole world, seeing Max, I definitely Max was my G, dude. When I saw Max, I was like, bro, I know how you feel. Because right around the time I saw Hocus Pocus, we had just recently moved to a better side of town. But it was still a move. I started to make new friends and all that stuff. So I was definitely vibing with Max. Like, hey, I'm a stranger in a foreign land, and I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I'm not vibing it right now. (laughs) Now, unlike Max, I have an older brother. He has a little sister. But the dynamic was the same. They're still both annoying. So let's keep pushing. The overall gist of the movie And let's just get out of the way, Max is a virgin It's one of the requirements To light the black flame candle So let's just get out of the way, he's a virgin Max is in school, he's dealing with normal school stuff Adjusting, he's, he's new to the class Meets a cute girl Also gets into, introduced to the school Bullies He's kind of, you know, making his way Downtown, walking fast Faces passing, he's homebound Why? <laughs> He's figuring it out. So on his way home, the the bullies jump him in the cemetery. Don't know why you were taking a shortcut through a cemetery. Fuck that shit. But hey, that's whatever. The bullies jumping in the cemetery. Take take his shoes. Um, I now here's the thing. I hate the bullies because they're they're whack. But one of the bullies, I think his name was Skull or something, something doofy like that. He gave he gave Max a nickname, and this shit has stuck with me my whole life. And there's nothing special about the nickname. It's how the cat said it. Hollywood. Like he was the most assholeish fucking character to just call. It. Now, here's the reason this name stuck with me because as a child I was I was eccentric. My mom really allowed me to express myself as far as like uh you know, my drawings, my writings, speaking of, I just really took all of my poetry throughout the course of my childhood and early teenage years and I just published a book on amazon go ahead and check that out it's a lost mind guided by a tormented soul it's 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 deep but that that's one of the things my mom would let me do as far as expressing how i felt because i had a lot of inner turmoil just with us going through what we've gone through moving a lot being raised by a single mom started from the hood being moved up dealing with people's attitudes and money problems you know the normal stuff i guess if you want to call it normal that stuff. So I, I, I expressed myself in all types of weird ways. Now I'm going to say this and I'm going to try and say it the best way possible, because I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to preface it by saying, I don't hate anybody. I don't, I don't care. I don't care what religion you're a part of. I don't care what color you are. I don't care your nationality. I don't care your gender or your sex or your sexual preference. I don't care about any of that, but I'm going to definitely say, I was an eccentric child. So had I been born nowadays, people probably would have thought I was trans. Like just I I love colors. I've always loved colors. I love rainbow. I love uh what is it called the the that chrome color. I forget the anodized color where it looks like, you know, the rainbow, the chameleon paint how it's always shifting these I love colors. So I was really deep into uh rainbows and bright Shiny colors, like when gel pens first hit the scene, yo. I had those gel pens on lock, homie. I was writing love notes and silver and gold gel pen. It was all sparkly and shit. I was spraying it with cologne. Like, ah. no, okay, we're not. <laughs> I'm not going back there. But I'm just saying, I've always had an affinity for for colors and bright, shiny colors. You know, it's just nature. It's the world we live in. Colors express people. They express emotions, they express feelings, and the color really helps construct the world around us. And so, you know, I just, I, I'll i put it this way. I had a pair of jeans and my mom had just bought a whole a brand new thing of uh, highlighters, a whole assorted colors. So I took these jeans. I went into my room for about a good, I want to say two, maybe three hours. And I, I colored my jeans rainbow. And I mean, from what belt buckle all the way down to, to, to the cuffs. Like I, I had highlighted my, my jeans rainbow. So I say that to say this, the reason the bully calling Max Hollywood stuck with me is because when we moved to a better, better neighborhood. So we started. My memory goes back as far as we've moved before then, but this was before I was born. So I, my memory goes back to us being back on Bonanza. It wasn't, it wasn't Nellis. wasn't Nellis. It was down there over near Nellis. It was like Bonanza way east, east down there. And it wasn't the greatest part of town. It wasn't super duper bad. It just wasn't the greatest part of town. So as my mom moved us up over the years. I was about uh, 11, 12. Yeah, about 11, 12 we moved to like our first real nice, fancy neighborhood. And of course I'm African-American. So for us, it was really, it was a predominantly white neighborhood. I think we were one of maybe three or four black families in that entire neighborhood. And this was a big neighborhood, like a city block. Like this was a chunkers neighborhood, really upscale, really ritzy. Um, but it was predominantly white. So me expressing myself and just getting to know the lay of the land of course, I met the neighborhood bully who was, I think he was, he might not have been, but I think he was Caucasian and he would call me rainbow because of how I expressed myself. And of course, it was very bright and colorful, you know, the coat of many colors, you know, that, that was one of my favorite stories of the Bible. Cause I've always wanted a coat of many colors. So that in my mind, that's just kind of things like that stuck with me, but he thought I was gay because I would express myself in a very colorful manner. I was also somewhat a little more flamboyant because being raised by my mom, she did her best to raise us as men. But, you know, of course, you know, just being around your mom, she is a woman. She's a female. She does female things. I was a little more flamboyant back in the day, a little more emotional back in the day. Some might say feminine. So that's why I say, you know, if I was born now, having my exact same life now, I, I probably would have been conceived at or perceived as as potentially trans. And so, you know, that that really stuck with me because he bullied me and, and it was verbal bullying. He didn't physically ever really ass- assault me or anything. It was mainly verbal uh, bullying. And he would try to, you know, intimidate me and it would be on the bus around the neighborhood. Like so there was certain part like me and my homeboys would <laughs> go riding on our bikes and there was certain part in the neighborhood I would try to avoid because I knew that's where he lived. And I'm like, OK, if he corners me in a cul-de-sac, I'm 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 done. I'm pulp. So, you know, it it was just like that. So that really stuck with me when he's like, it's Hollywood type shit. And I was like, "Oh, oh, you're one of those cats. okay." but that's what the movie felt so real for me because that was actually going on in my life. Like I said, everything was almost play by play. What was going on with with my family and Max's family. So moving forward. Uh, blah, 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 Halloween comes around. Max has to take his sister trick or treating and he runs into the, you know, the, the girl crush that he met at school. She invites him in. They have some candy. She lives in a really nice big house, you know, mansion type shit. It's real swanky. Her parents are having a party. And so, you know, fast forward, they end up waking the the Sanderson sisters. It takes a virgin to light the black flame candle. Max lit it. They awoke and shenanigans and hijinks ensue. At the end of the movie, um, they come across uh Thackeray Binks, uh uh Billy Madison, I think was his name. I know it was Billy, I can't remember his last name. Uh who was a walking zombie corpse dude. Uh the the three sisters who were a balls. And 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 I mean honestly, honestly, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest because I trust you. I trust you not not to make fun of me. <laughs> I had a crush on each of them. I thought they were the sexiest females at the time. I don't know why. I don't know why. I mean, I mean, I mean, they were, they were, you know, beautiful. I thought in their own little weird ways. Uh, but yeah, I thought they were all, I was like, yeah, I, they, they could all get it. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> but the goal of the sisters was to suck the soul juice or life essence out of children uh, to remain beautiful and, you know, youthful forever so that they, you know, quote unquote, never age. They never became wrinkly and ugly. They always maintained their beauty. So they were trying to suck the soul juice out of Max's sister. Max saved his sister. They're chasing them. Yada, yada, yada. End of the movie. They banish the witches. They set Thackeray soul free. They give they put Billy back to sleep and they all go on with their lives. Max gets the girl. Sister's like, oh, brother. There were some sexual innuendos in that movie. There, were for for a children's movie. And I mean, that was for little children. I would say maybe like 5 and up. There were a, there there was a, a good handful of sexual innuendos throughout that movie, which was which, as an adult I'm like, "Oh," but as a child I didn't get it. So it's okay they they obviously did it right. But that kind of set the scene. It was like, "Okay, that was a perfect one-off movie." It was good, had good pacing. Now, everybody won't agree, I'm not going to force it on nobody. If you did not like the original movie, I'm not mad at you. You are entitled to your opinion. And that's just how it goes. Sometimes we agree to disagree. But for the most part, almost, I would say 99% of everybody I know loves Hocus Pocus, the original movie. So when we heard, what, 20 some odd, 30 years later that they're coming out with a Hocus Pocus 2, whoo, hype train, let's go, full steam ahead. I'm 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 on board. What when does it come out? Is on Disney Plus? Cool. We already got a subscription. Let's make it happen. Bet. So oh, oh, I can feel the magic leaving my body all over again. So the second movie comes out. And me and my girl are hyped for it. We got little man, you know, he's perfect age. He just turned seven. Let's go. Hocus pocus too. You know, let's let's have that moment. You know, that moment that you hear about parents talking about having with their kids when they watch old movies but I'm like okay new generation old generation you know like Will Smith said in MIB old busted new hotness old busted hotness That that's what it was <laughs> so the movie starts spoilers I don't give a shit because I don't like it so it, it, the the whole the whole experience was spoiled for me so if you're if you're a spoiler person thanks for showing up bye spoilers so the new movie starts off and you're like, okay, all right, they brought in a new girl. Uh she's African American or you know, whatever nationality. She's not a white girl, whatever. They bring her in. Cool. I'm 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 vibing with it so far. You know, that they're in the same town, it looks like. They're in the same town, or at least they they rebuilt it to look very, very similar. So you're like, Cool, we're we're in the same town. It's around Halloween town or Halloween time. Sorry, see I'm getting all I'm getting all nostalgic and shit. It's around Halloween time. You meet her best friend. It's two girls. Okay, cool. I kind of knew we were going new agey, so it's not that big a deal. In my mind, I'm going, okay, cool. No matter what characters, what new characters they introduce, there's no way they can have a Hocus Pocus movie without the original three cast. I look at my girl. I look at my fiance. I go, they better bring back the fucking cast or I'm out. And I look at her and she looked at me and I looked at her and she looked at me. And she was like, bet. And I was like, okay, I'm just glad we're on the same page. I'm, I'm watching, you know, I'm keeping an open mind. I'm not judging nobody. I don't care that we're, in, you know, we're inclusive. I don't care that we've, you know, uh, uh, race swapped, which you can't really call race swapping because of a new cast. I don't mind that they changed nationalities. I don't care. They brought in new kids. Give me the motherfucking originals. Okay, cool. So I'm moving forward. And the girls, they, 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 they kind of give you a little backstory, not a lot. That was that was kind of my my first issue with the movie in the original. They give you enough backstory that you can sympathize and empathize with Max and his family. What's going on? They just moved to this new city. They're kind of just trying to get their life back on track. Max doesn't have a dad at least. No, he does. No, my bad. Um, Max's mom and dad, they're doing everything they can to kind of just get the family back stable, new foundation, new city, new life. Let's go. So you're like, okay, okay. But then this new, this new movie, they don't really give you much of any backstory to the new girl. Like I'm trying to remember cause it's still fresh in my mind. I don't remember them giving us, we never see her parents for if, if we did see them, it was so brief and short. I don't remember. We were given literally no backstory about her heritage, her background, uh, because towards the end of the movie, she unlocks her witch powers, and you're like, "Where the fuck did those come from? We didn't even know she she doesn't practice witchcraft, as far as we knew. uh She doesn't have any type of witch blood or witch lineage in her family, as far as we knew, because like I said, the movie never gave us any insight. But okay, cool. So we got the girl and her friend, and they go to the shop, and it looks it's the same shop. They just kind of upgraded it, and I was like, cool. So in my mind, the movie paused in that moment when they walked into the shop. I was like, all right, either Max, the girlfriend or the sister, which I'm hoping the girlfriend became a wife and they had kids or whatever. So Max, girlfriend or the sister should be running the shop at this point because they were the ones that invoked the black flame candle and woke up the witches to begin with. So in my mind, I'm thinking, well, why wouldn't one of them or all of them take over by the shop, find a way to like, you know, get possession of the shop to kind of become the new guardians and or keepers of the book to make sure that no one revives the witches. In my mind, I'm like, perfect, let's go. That's not what we got. I don't really have too big an issue with the dude we did get. It was it was some black dude, you know, whatever, cool. I guess he was kind of telling his story. For me, if you're going to tell a ghost story, if you're going to tell a spooky story, because that's how they kind of introduced the shop back, it was him telling the story of the Sanderson sisters. You don't sound scary, my dude. You don't sound imposing you don't sound like you demand respect you don't you just you sound like a punk but okay cool he's telling that the kids are there uh they go back and forth the girls are there the movie starts off and he's like oh black flame candle yada yada so apparently like i said with little to no background you just kind of have to infer a lot of the plot holes in this movie so i'm assuming that these girls have been going to him regularly uh, at least every Halloween, because I guess that's the main character's birthday. Every Halloween, they go to this shop. Uh, they get some witchcrafty stuff and they do a little uh, seance. They're supposed to be a third friend, but she she from how they implied it, because there were some sexual undertones in this motherfucking show too. how they implied it. She just kind of ran off for dick. She started dating a jock and she's just getting all the dick like literally they they did not use those words. But when, you know, like I said, the original movie, the black flame candle had to be lit by a virgin. The black girl's a virgin, obviously, because she has to light the candle. She's the main character. The other friend, I'm assuming, is a virgin, but the third friend is out of the group. And and the reason I say this is because when they light the black flame candle, because homeboy gives it to her as a birthday present, blah, blah, blah. I knew it was some bullshit, but whatever. Because he's like, oh, I made a new black flame candle. It's not the real one, but I pumped it full of magic. And I was like, what magic? From where? You're not a witch. You're not a wizard. You literally don't do anything. That's what I mean. Like they give you no background to a lot of the plot points that they're introducing that the characters are going through. He's like, I charged it full of magic. If that was a joke because you run a magic shop, that's cool. Then just be like, ah, I'm just kidding. I just made it. Blah blah blah. Okay, cool, that's cute. But he literally said that, like he meant it. He charged it full of fucking magic. From where, my guy? Where? Are you a practicing witch? Are you a wizard? Are you a warlock? Are you some type of grandmaster sage? Did you, you know what I mean? Did you bob on Gandalf's knob and get some power? Wh- wh- where are you getting this magic to pump into this candle? Okay, cool. Suspend disbelief. Moving forward. So the two girls go, and I liked one thing I did skip, and I'll, I'll kind of get to it now. One thing I did really like in the beginning of the movie, we got a brief, uh, like, almost like, almost like a little film of itself of the of the little sanderson sisters like as they were kind of coming into their powers i really liked that that was really cool old timey they they it was almost beat for beat uh versus the original movie um not as dark as i would have liked it but honestly it doesn't matter they gave us the the little sanderson sisters and winnie and all them getting together those little girls that played the sanderson sisters killed it they killed the little girl that played winnie and I'm sorry I don't have names, I'm not really a big fan of names, I'm just gonna forget anyway, you can look it up, IMDB, Google it, I mean, the internet is your friend, 49% of the time, but the little girl that played Winnie, fucking amazing, if you give me a Hocus Pocus prequel, I need those three little girls, I actually, because they gave us that, I would've, I would've, uh, 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 see, my words, they just flew out, I would've, I would have preferred. There it is. I would have preferred you gave us the prequel of Hocus Pocus, like how the girls came about their powers and then how it led up to them getting hung, leading into the first movie. That would have been badass. But if you ever make a prequel, which you would have to do it quick because they're not gonna look like that forever. Those three little girls, fucking killer. Give them a fucking award, a raise, and a kiss. I don't give a fuck. Those little girls killed it. So. In the in the not in the original in the beginning of the movie when they're giving you the the backstory of the sisters a little bit, uh, they there's this spot they run off into the forest because they're running away from the village they're being shunned. There's this spot in the forest I guess that's like um and and that's it it, it makes sense for the most part. It's like a spiritual nexus, uh, where you know full moon witch powers they're like water benders, their powers get amplified by a full moon and it's like this certain spot in the forest where their powers are like just exponentially beyond it. So <clears throat> they come across this. Uh, they run into the forest. The girls run in the forest. Sanderson sisters. they come across this like super witch. And she gives Winnie book, which was so cool. Like Winnie is just like, oh, I want that book. And he's just like, oh, bet. So he just kind of goes over to her and baby girl's like, okay, don't. Now here's the one part. Here's the one part of the beginning that literally fucked off the whole end of the movie. She gives him the book when he's going through the book, the book. Oh, I think I got a package. Did you hear that? I don't see anybody at the door, so I'm going to keep going. So the book opens up do, on, like it opens up. She. I think she maybe flipped through one or two pages, but the book opened itself up and it goes straight to one of the most powerful spells that it possesses. And it's called like the Animus activators, whatever, some stupid shit. So the book opened itself up to one of the most powerful spells it has. But then the super witch who gave who initially came down and and, and introduced herself to them, the grandmaster, I guess you could call her. She's like, oh, yeah, don't perform that spell book doesn't like it. Uh, Okay, why do I give a fuck about what a book wants? If I'm the spell caster and my spells are in the book, so that means the book has to do what I say or else its existence is meaningless right it's like having a gun oh don't shoot don't shoot these types of targets the gun doesn't like it but as as the shooter using the gun to shoot and that's the gun's only purpose is to shoot a bullet any direction doesn't matter its literal purpose is to shoot the bullet i don't care what it wants and does not want me to shoot it's it's my fucking gun this is my fucking book I don't give a fuck how you feel you stupid ass book that's how I felt inside. I'm like, why do we care about a book's feelings? Like I get it. The book has some type of uh, sentience to it. You know, Winnie and the book have a relationship, but to me, why if, 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 if I'm somehow an enchanted book of, you know, wizardry and magic, why would I not either get rid of that page, blank it out, tear it out of myself? Like if I don't want you to use the spell, wouldn't I, as the thing that doesn't want you to use the spell, take the necessary precautions so that you can't access the spell I don't want you to use? But okay, cool. So she says that one line. Totally fucks off the end of the movie. So, okay, cool. Don't use that spell. When he gets the book, they become super powerful. They go on about their business, blah, blah, blah. So now the two new girls are in the forest. They're doing a birthday ritual. Uh baby girl's friend whips out the picture, and she's like oh it's all three of us she's not her she abandoned us and she's like yeah but it just felt better for all together and so they they put the picture down baby girl lights a black flame candle this is where i call bullshit on this particular part because i didn't like it so they go to the exact same spot where winnie got the book and i think the witches built their house and they lived in the forest so on and so forth whatever <clears throat> so it's this big it's kind of like this open field this opening in the forest. They go there They light the black flame candle. They kind of just sit there take a picture or do whatever they're gonna do the candle lights It starts to go ham ground starts to shake. Of course, it's a full moon the ground There's this you know where the candle is lit the ground cracks open It looks like a, a pitchfork because it's like this one red line and It splits off into three other lines and it just like hits this random spot in the ground and the witches burst out of the ground and I'm like, okay I call it bullshit because in the original movie, they burst into like magical essence. So my thing is, why wouldn't you just be like, oh, well, they didn't really die. They just lost their physical corporeal form. So their spirit or their soul, their witch magicry was still, you know, just wandering around the earth waiting for somebody to light the black fame candle so that they could, you know, somehow through magic means, uh, you know, reanimate themselves or be resurrected. I could live with that. You know, you just show their essence. Hovering over the forest, the girls like the thing. They shoot down and bop. Okay, cool. The, no, you just have the ground shake and the little pitchfork. I guess hell, the devil. Okay, sure. Why not? They come back. Um, it was a little weird that like the first five minutes they're they're resurrected. They burst into song and dance, but it's okay. It was cute. I'm I'm all right with it. It kind of gives you it gives you a minute to adjust to them being older. Uh, because the heavier set sister she lost a lot of weight obviously these women are in their what 50s 60s uh you know they're they're older now so it's it's okay it, it but it gave you a minute to kind of process it's like oh yeah we're older now all right cool but it, it it starts off and it's progressing decently you know the the witches they're about to steal the souls from the girls and the girls are like they're like, oh, yeah, the girls are like, oh, yeah, we're, you know, we want teenagers. And I was like, you guys didn't specify that in the original movie because you actually specifically said you wanted a girl who was younger than a teenager. Uh, just looking at Thackeray's sister, but whatever. So they're like, oh, yeah, teenagers, blah, blah, blah. And the girls are like, no, we're actually 40. And it, they're like, oh, you look really good. So, OK, cool. i let that slide, you know, girls age, whatever. They take them to Walgreens. They're like, oh yeah, you know, the main character. She's like, Oh yeah, we drink souls all the time, you know, it's a new day. You guys have been gone for a while. We just have souls, we can just buy them from the store, blah, blah, blah. And for some reason, my mind immediately went to like Dark Souls, like Bloodborne. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're just trading your souls for shit. <laughs> so they take them in walgreens. Here's my here's my issue with this part of the movie. They make it seem like almost like the first movie didn't happen. And now that I'm really thinking back on it, that's kind of what it is. Cause it's not a prequel. This was a remake. You know, if I'm really thinking about it. They called it two, but they redid everything from one but different and without the original main characters. It's like they replaced the main characters with three all-inclusive character model types insert here. Because everything progressed practically almost the same. Uh they take them in the Walgreens and the sisters are drinking lotion and shampoo and all types of shit. And I'm like, I kind of get that. But, but in the original movie, it was the nineties. We had sliding glass doors. You know what I mean? They may not have been like super duper fancy like they are now, but we had sliding glass doors. We had sensor technology. We had all that stuff. We had cell phones. They didn't include that in the first movie. So I'm going to let that slide, but we did have cell phones. So I'm just like, okay, you're, For all intents and purposes, so let's say it was nineteen ninety one in the movie. The original year it came out in the movie was nineteen ninety one. It's only twenty twenty two, y'all. It's not the year thirty forty. It's not the year fifty twenty-five. Like they've only been gone for like maybe a few hundred years. So not even a few hundred years. They've been gone for all of what? A hundred plus years? Two hundred years? Not not that much has changed. But okay, cool. They make it. They're like, oh, there's lighting on the inside that's how we know it's it's powered by hell or some stupid shit i'm like all right cool whatever i let it slide so they do that they find out the girls are lying to them the girls try to chase them through stuff or they try to chase the girls and the girls are like you know kind of outwitting them but see here's my issue and here's here's where i say this was this is a remake and not a sequel winnie And the sisters already dealt with this hijinks. You're calling it Hocus Pocus too. That means we are continuing on from the original movie, Winnie. Y'all know what asphalt is. Y'all know what a fucking bus is. You know what a house is. You know what a television is. You know what a vacuum is. You know what technology is because of the first movie. It was the 90s. It's only been 200 years. I'm just being rough about it. It's only been 200 years shit hasn't changed that much sadly and fortunately for them so they act like all of this shit is brand new like they've never seen it before and that really took me out of it on top of that you know when they went to get their brooms so and yet again here's my issue why i say this is a remake and not a sequel when they went to get their brooms in the first movie uh the heavier sister had to ride a vacuum while the other sister uh they one found a mop One found a broom, the other one got a vacuum. So, yet again, when they're they're like, oh, we need our brooms to fly. Okay, yet again, if this is a continuation of the first movie, you guys already know. This is a new world, and they don't use brooms like they used to. So, these girls, instead of, you know, just being like, oh, let's go to a hardware store or something like that. You know, give them some type of intelligence. They kind of just make them stupid again. It's like they lost their memory or something. So, and I mean, it really is like they lost their memory because they didn't mention anything about the original three characters. They, they, they do the same exact thing. They get three random things that are like brooms. Like I think one's a Swiffer and the heavier sister who's now the you know, normal size sister. I love her. Uh, She rides two Roombas. And I was like, I get it, but that's kind of stupid because a Roomba isn't a broom, but it's a vacuum. So I let it slide because they, they use that in the first movie. Okay, cool. You got two Roombas. That's just still kind of stupid to me because you know, a witch, is, a witch is supposed to ride her broom. That's just a witch thing. Okay, cool. It's supposed to be funny. I'm an asshole. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check that one off. I'm gonna give me a minus point because maybe I'm just being an asshole. All right, cool. She's like they have a mind of their own. Okay. So the whole gist of the movie, the 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 friend that was exiled from the group, her dad is the mayor of the town, so she's dating and or banging the jock. So her dad, and he was so fucking unnecessary in this whole movie. I'm going to try and keep this short, but y'all, I got a lot of gripes with this fucking movie. He was, his whole his whole thing was a caramel fucking apple from a food truck. That was his whole reason for being in this whole movie. His whole reason for being. He was the dumbest most pointless NPC in the entire movie. He just wanted a caramel apple from a food truck. And because they're having a Halloween town fair. So long story short, because I'm cutting that out. That was just stupid. They had stupid fucking plot points. Like, if I cover the whole movie right now, this is going to be over an hour long. Because there were stupid fucking plot points. So let's, 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 blah. So the the black shop owner, fucking useless. He became, uh you know, Winnie's bitch. And it, somehow she fused his soul to an hourglass and sent him on some type of fetch quest to fetch the shit. That they already knew they needed, that he didn't know what the fuck it was, but they knew they needed. But they gave him a list of the shit they needed and sent this fucking normie, this muggle, on his way to do a fucking fetch quest, like some type of video game or something. Uh uh they they brought um they brought homeboy the the zombie, Billy. They brought Billy back, and that was cool. I actually think they got the original actor. If they didn't, this guy did the role just the exact same. They did it. They <laughs> they made Billy useless in the original movie, I thought he was much more useful and fun, and, like, he was one of those characters, you're like, oh, okay, cool, he, he's a cool zombie, this one, he was still kind of a cool zombie, but it was like, oh, no, it's a zombie, he's gonna eat my brains, and he's like, I'm not gonna eat your brains, you fucking yuts, um, and then he was like, oh, everybody keeps lying, I'm not Winnie, Winifred's lover, I'm the other sister's lover, I kissed Winnie once, and then blah, 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 and the guy's like, well, if you help me make it out of this alive, I promise they will never tell that story the same again. I will say that you are not Winif- Winifred's boyfriend. You were not his lover. You are not her lover. Like, okay, but is it fucking necessary? Is it pivotal to the fucking plot? No. Okay, sure. So those two go off in their fucking stupid-ass fetch quest. Uh, the black girl keeps having moments where she invokes these, these magical powers because it's not witchcraft she's not saying a spell her friend convinced her to say a spell because they got locked in the basement Winifred uh made the basement stairs disappear and they got this like uh curse fighting sage or whatever that the shop the black guy the shopkeeper sold to them so they go to break the curse and it was like she her friend started chanting a spell but technically speaking when you look at how she uses her powers later on, she didn't require the chant of the spell to make the power work, but whatever, broke the curse, they got out, but the black girl or the new main character, she was the only one that has quote unquote powers. So fast forward, uh, the, the witches are chasing them. They go through their hijinks. Let's go to the end of the movie. Cause all the middle shit is irrelevant. Get to the end of the movie. Winnie's like, fuck it, we don't want eternal youth and to be beautiful forever. I just want to be the most powerful witch forever. So you completely unraveled the entire plot of the movie that we've been going with you thus far. You've been chasing these girls. You want their souls. You want the souls of the children or people. Yeah. Cause they did this thing where, you know, the, the, the sexy sister, she would sing and control the children. They were going to round them up and suck all the souls. But then they just, they didn't do that. They did like the, the mind control shit for the adults, but they sent the adults to go find the kids. I'm like, that's stupid. Why wouldn't you send the adults to go get their kids and bring their kids to you so you could eat their souls? But okay, whatever. That seems like a waste of magic. But so the, the it ends up in a showdown. The 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 white girl uh reconciles with the friends, but obviously they they really without saying it, those exact words, they really want you to know she is not the virgin of the group. But she gets back with the friends. They kind of go they head up with the witches. Uh uh, you know, they're Winnie's kind of doing her, you know, force lightning shit. And dah. now here's my other issue. Winifred was so strong in the first movie. She was like force choking motherfuckers, she was throwing them around, shooting lightning, unlimited blah. She was just going ham. In this movie, you would have thought like she just got her power. She was just not she was just not with it. So Winnie gets irritated because somehow, someway the main character manifest now this is why i say she doesn't require spell casting which means she's not a witch for all intents and purposes she just has powers which would make her more of a mutant in my mind but she's not a witch because witches have to say incantations they have to say spells they have to set things up they have to you know make a circle a protection circle a casting spell they have to do you know a a process and procedure to make stuff happen this girl just randomly because winifred's and this girl manifests a shield around her and her three friends okay cool i don't know how you did it yet again no background we don't know how you got your powers we don't know if you have lineage and you know a a, a witch or wizards in your lineage we don't know if you've been practicing magic on the side uh and, and neither of your other two friends have powers so we can't say oh it's because they've been doing this for her birthday all these years it doesn't make sense because her other two friends would have had powers too. But somehow this girl manifests a shield. She's the only one, like I said, the only one with powers. But somehow she grabs her friend who grabs her other friend and it increases the power of the shield, even though neither one of them are witches, have said any incantations, and have shown no witch or spiritual magical ability thus far, but okay. So they're like, oh, that 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 animus spell. Did you read the fine print on the spell? It says great power must be shared and that you must have to give up the one thing you love most. I pause the movie. I look at my girl and I say, babe, I said, these witches have been alive for thousands of years, correct? She goes, yes. I said, Winifred has been through that book hundreds of thousands, if not millions of times. She has memorized the book, memorized it. She knows the book. She knows each and every spell, right? Makes sense. You telling me the one spell that the head witch that gave her the book told her the book didn't like. You don't think she would have read through that spell and saw the fine fucking print, but okay, whatever. So Winnie cast the spell, the spell the book doesn't like. Apparently not thinking about the repercussions of the spell, whatever. So her and her sisters get a power jolt. They're like, oh yes, power. So they're just going ham on the girls. And, and so in like, uh, towards the end of the showdown, the, the main character stands up and she's like, Winifred, you missed the most important part. Power must be shed. You have to give up the one thing you love the most. And it's like, oh, here we go. So then this is now that part. I hated. but this next chunk was the one I I loved it. I, it almost made me cry. So then when he's like, okay. And so then her two sisters start evaporating. They start, you know, dying. And you're like, yeah, like you knew what they meant when they said give up the thing you love most is her sisters. She's always had her sisters, so it was just the way they did that scene was brilliant. The way the the sisters' death scene was brilliant. Winnie, oh, you felt her heartbreak. She's like, but my sisters, like they're all I fucking got. Now, oh my god. Okay, so the one line everybody needed from the 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 sister who was the big sister who's now the little sister or smaller sister but she's the you know second oldest sister oh so when they died in the original movie she gave this is like oh bye bye i was just like beautiful so then in this movie oh she goes to die she does it again and oh my nostalgia oh nipple twisty fresh as jacksepticeye would say that Ooh, that was a beautiful, she delivered that exactly the same, Mwah. beautiful, these girls, oh, they never, these girls have always, they will always and forever be the Sanderson sisters, so when he goes to lose her sisters, and she breaks down, she has kind of a moment, she's like, book, I'm sorry, you know, I, I didn't think this through, blah, 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 Um, something happens, and when he's like, oh, um, there must be a spell, you know, to take it all back. And so the girls, they go through book and they find a spell and she's like, cast it. You know, whatever it takes. I need to be with my sister. Bring them back to me. And so the girl casts a spell and Winifred's like, where are my sisters? And this is annoying because it was like they tried to get you again, but it was just like, I felt like she was just being a little fucking prick about it. Winifred's like, where are my sisters? You cast a spell. Did it not work? And she's like, no, Winifred. It, that's not how the spell works. it doesn't bring It doesn't bring them back to you. It sends you to them. Okay all right so why didn't you just say yo i'm gonna cast this spell but you're gonna have to die why didn't you just say that like it's gonna take you to your sisters why why would we okay whatever Winterfred, her dying scene beautiful like every like you could have given me the movie with just those sisters and it would have been a much better movie because all the side characters were stupid they were fucking useless they were a waste of time and somehow at the end of this movie, so the, the the Sanderson sisters are officially vanquished. They're gone, dead, officially, permanently gone. Kapoop. And it's just like, OK, that was a cool send off. I like, you know, they Wolverine them. They gave them a really good death scene. Like it was just brilliant. But then, you know, you get the rest of the movie and you're sitting here like, wait, I've gone this whole movie. I think it was like hour and a half, almost two hours. And they never once had the original three fucking characters. I did research, I heard it was scheduling issues, and for some reason, the director, she didn't feel that it was necessary for them to have a cameo, because she felt like it would make the fans mad, so she just decided not to have them in there at all, and I'm like, sorry, let me say that again, you're fucking stupid, so, instead of giving you a movie with the original three Sanderson sisters... You know what I mean? And they brought back some of the original cast. They had a few, not a lot, but some of the original, um, like, uh, NPCs, extras. Uh, But obviously not the original three characters. So it's just like, so we just did this movie just to, it, it, this was a remake. This was not a sequel. You shouldn't have called it Hocus Pocus 2. This was just a remake. And it was a bad one at that. Horribly, I'm sure, if you haven't already, go look up the reviews. They're horribly mixed. Mostly people hate it. It's just how it goes. Yet again, another bad fucking reboot that had so much fucking potential. I was going to talk about the fixes, but I'm already an hour in, you know, just because like I said, I'm just so I'm so disheartened by this because I was ready. I was I was like, look, regardless how this movie goes, all I need you to do is give me the Sanderson sisters, Max, his girl and his sister. That's all we wanted. Like, that's all you needed to do. To say that having them as a cameo would just irritate fans, that is a dumb logic. And also you're thinking backwards because the fan would the fans would have liked the movie ever so slightly more. We actually would have given the movie excuse me, we would have given the movie more of a pass had you given us that. Had you given us that. Like, you even you even blue balled, you even fucking baited me with a black cat that we thought was Thackeray Binks. I was like, cool, at least they brought Thackeray back. Nope, it was just a black fucking cat that would randomly pop up, the fucker would meow, and then he'd run away. Okay, so is this Matrix? Are you trying to say this is like, oh, deja vu cat, but it's not that cat. It's a different cat. Get the fuck out of here. So I give Hocus Pocus to a meh. I would give it an absolute zero out of whatever, but the, the Sanderson sisters, those three actresses, and the little girls in the beginning of the movie that played the little Sanderson sisters, they carried that entire fucking movie on their backs. The entire, the main characters were shit. The new cast or NPCs, the new town, shit. The Sanderson sisters, those three little girls at the beginning, carried the entire fucking movie on their backs. But hey, that's just me. Maybe I'm overthinking it. See, I found a way to tie it in. <laughs> if you made it this far thank you so much for listening please let me know how you feel let me know what you think if you think i'm an asshole let me know if you think i'm absolutely correct let me know if you feel indifferent i still want to know this is this is this is a tree of trust you know what i mean i'm stuck in a glass case of emotion but but we're in a tree of trust (laughs) if you haven't already like share subscribe check out all of our Uh, merch and social media links in the description below. Also, there will be the link to my fiance's GoFundMe for her drive Academy. Please check it out. We appreciate all your donations. Like I said, if you can't donate, that's perfectly fine, but please share the link with others, spread the word so we can get this business off the ground. And then that will give us the opportunity to help more up and coming black businesses. That's what we're all here for. Love you. I'm D. Keep your head forever in the clouds keep your feet on the ground pushing forward project airwaves i'll catch you in the next session goodbye